Welcome to the Wilton Report, your local real estate market update with Josh Wilton, respected real estate agent, broker, consultant, and co-owner of Queenston Realty in Princeton, New Jersey. Each week on the Wilton Report, Josh Wilton takes a deep dive into the research and analysis to provide you with the insider real estate information you need to buy and sell faster and smarter. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Wilton Report. And this is your weekly chat about all things real estate, specifically this week, uh, interest rates and the affect of interest rates on real estate purchases. So again, I always say you kind of have to sleep under a rock not to hear about the news. I don't actually watch the news. I do look at the financial news, but I don't watch news. But it is all over the place. Inflation is up, right? We're not going to talk about that today. Uh, but we're going to talk specifically about the effect of interest rates on real estate and home prices and and the purchasing mindset of a, of a consumer. So, you know, the, the reality, are they increasing? Yes. Interest rates are going up. Um, they've jumped from in the twos to the fives rather quickly, I'd say since November, uh, as the Fed has raised rates to fight inflation, to slow the uh, stem of increasing consumer costs. So interest rates are going up. They're going up what seems rather precipitously. We'll talk about that in a historical context. Um, but, you know, the, the reality is interest rates are going up. So this is a snapshot of today's rate. So I'm just going to read this to you. Uh, for those of you who are listening. So today's interest rate on a 30-year fixed rate loan is 5.25. Um, a week ago, it was 5.06. A few months ago, it was 2.96. So they've gone up rather dramatically. They've doubled, right? But they've doubled from an era of historical, almost nonsensical lows, like interest rates were never really supposed to be at 2.96. Uh, the 15-year rate, so if you took a 15-year mortgage, why would you do that? Because you can pay your home off faster. You save a lot of money interest. Uh, this morning, 4.42. A week ago, 4.20. A 5-1 arm um, rate, which is where you take a five-year guaranteed payment, and then it can change after the fifth year. I highly advise against it. As a matter of fact, don't take it. If you can't do a 15 or a 30, don't do a five. Like Just rent for another year. That's 3.55, uh, and that's up from 3.46. Obviously, the rates on that are lower, but it's a riskier loan for the consumer. Don't take that loan. Uh, the 30-year fixed jumbo rate, so what's a jumbo loan? It's above a th certain threshold pricing, and it varies by county in the state of New Jersey. Last uh, week, it was 5.03. This morning, it was 5.22. So rates have jumped even in the last seven days, okay? Uh, when you look at a three-year spread, or two-year spread, really, of where the interest rates are, you can see that they've gone down from four, right, where they were in July of 2019, and they dropped rather precipitously into the threes and the twos. Uh, and then the, the past few months, they've climbed up where they've broached 5%. So, you know, they went down and they're going back up. Why? Inflation. The Fed is trying to control consumer costs. Controlling interest rates is one way to do that. Will they get it right? You never know until after the fact. So hopefully they do for everybody's sake. So what's the impact on um, pricing in real estate? So I just, I want to talk about the real estate market in a way that makes sense. I don't, I'm not a big believer in fancy charts and graphs. So I put this really, really rather lame chart together for everyone to understand how the real estate market works. 
And the real estate market is a bottom-up market, meaning this. The entire real estate market is predicated on the first-time homebuyer. So it's like the opposite of Reaganomics. And I grew up in, you know, 70s and the 80s kid. Reaganomics was a big talking point, and that's trickle-down economics, meaning, you know, you cut taxes for the rich, everybody benefits. The real estate market is the exact opposite of that. The real estate market is predicated on the first-time home buyer, right, being able to afford a home. That's it. So what happened in the last crash is arms and inflatables and jumbos and balloon payments. The interest rates got so out of whack and the purchase options got so out of whack. Basically, what happened was the first-time homebuyer can no longer afford to buy a home. And then the market stopped because if the first-time homebuyer doesn't come out of their mom's house or their apartment or wherever they're living and buy that first-time homebuyer product, a condo, a Cape Cod, a townhouse, the Cape Cod condo townhouse homeowner can't buy up. They can't buy the next level house because they don't have a buyer for theirs. So the person that has a three-bedroom house but now has three kids and two adults they can't move if the first-time home buyer can't afford their house. So what happens to them? They have to drop their price or take their house off the market to get the home first-time home buyer in their home. If the second tier, if the move-up buyer, as we call them, can't buy a house, then they can't displace the person that's in the colonial, in the bigger house, right? So the person that's in the colonial, in the bigger house, is going to the McMansion, right? Um so they can't get displaced and they can't either go to the 55 plus or maybe they're getting divorced, right? Or maybe they're downsizing and they're heading back to the condo. But that doesn't matter because the reality is the whole thing stops. The whole real estate market is predicated on the first time home buyer. So it is important and, you know, you have to be cognizant of what they can afford and the affect of the interest rate changes today on their purchasing power. And we're gonna go into that. But that's really the market. Like if the first time home buyer stops buying, everybody can't get displaced up the chain. And the furthest away from the chain is the 55 plus community. So, you know, they're the furthest away from the first time home buyer just, right, by uh, age and demographics. So other factors on your real estate market. So, you know, Princeton is a little bit of an interesting market uh, because of the overall lack of inventory in Princeton. Uh, it's also interesting in that you do have boomers and millennials and, you know, Gen X vying for that same in-town product, walk to everything, lifestyle purchase, virtual work schedules. I, it seems to me everyone that we're working with and we're talking to two to three days home, two to three days in, depending on the employer. Um, so that's going to change housing demand, that extra room for homework and the kids having place to study and all that stuff. So, you know, the house itself is going to be important. And lastly, do they need mass transit? You know, if they're not going to the cities as much, will they drive? Will they take the train? So there's other factors that go into the overall market other than interest rates. There's actually a lot of other factors. But again, just to reiterate, the whole deal is predicated on the first-time homebuyer. Period. End of story. If they can't afford to buy that's when the real estate market will shift. So let's take a look at today's interest rates and the affect on purchase price. So I did a higher number because I'm a big believer in like round numbers to understand the math. So if you were to buy a $500,000 home, which is not necessarily a first-time homebuyer product, okay, 
but it's a it's probably an average priced home um, for the market area that I'm sitting in today. Other than Princeton, Princeton's a million dollars, which is freakish. So a five hundred thousand dollar house with a four hundred thousand dollar loan at a three percent interest payment, not including taxes and insurance, your monthly payment sixteen eighty six. Right, so you buy five hundred thousand dollar house, you have a hundred thousand dollar down payment, your interest rate's three percent, your monthly payment is sixteen eighty six. You buy that same house, right? The rates have shifted. Five hundred thousand dollar house, four hundred thousand dollar loan, same thing. Five point two five percent interest rates, which is today's rate. Your monthly payment's twenty two oh nine. So you're paying five hundred twenty three dollars more per month for the same house, not including taxes and insurance. So is that significant? Yeah, that's like that's not insignificant amount of money um, for someone to spend per month on a home. It's not hugely significant as far as a $500,000 asset is concerned, but it is significant in terms of somebody's ability to say, okay, after I pay for transportation and food and clothing and everything else, I can afford this house. Maybe that changes that paradigm and then they have to buy down or they have to wait and they have to save. So those are the things to keep an eye on uh, as the interest rates continue to rise. So the other thing too, I've always, I've always counseled people is people don't buy houses because of interest rates. What house they buy may change. Where they buy may change. The urge to buy doesn't change. So why do people buy houses? It's, it's always, I always consider it a lifestyle decision. So birth, death, divorce, marriage, promotion, demotion, new job, you get fired, your kids get born, kids leave, they go to college, you, you want to downsize, your kids come back, you retire, you unretire. Real estate is just a reflection of the life cycle. Interest rates are the abilities to the consumer's ability to afford a purchase decision. So, you know, as we go through what we would call a shifting market, where interest rates are headed up, people are very cognizant of that. They're looking to close earlier. They're looking to close and rent back to the existing homeowner. You're going to see the nature of the real estate tra- transaction change. Um, but does this mean that we're in a buyer's market? No, it actually doesn't and uh, probably not for the near term that we would be. So um, it's just something to keep an eye on. I like to explain things in a way that people are going to understand, right? But again, you know, rates and costs, that's that's what this is. It's a monthly cost. So it's, you know, you have to look at the house in terms of why they're buying. I just got married. I want to buy a house. Great. Can't afford Princeton, so I'm going to buy in Hamilton. Or I can't afford Hamilton, I'm going to buy in... Pennsylvania. So things change as we go. Um, So what do you make of all this? Like, what do I make of all this? I will always give everybody the same advice. Buy the worst house in the best neighborhood that you can. Buy the worst house in the best town that you can. And buy the best town, one that has a history of weathering any sort of real estate storm. Princeton is one of them. We've gone over why uh, in the past. So real estate does have rules. Location does, in fact, matter. If you are an hour from the closest mass transportation and gas prices have doubled, well, that will affect your home value. It just is what it is. Schools do matter to the consumer. So, you know, as you do your research on schools and school reports, people will pay a premium to get into a district that has better schools. There's a lot that goes into it that's political and all this other stuff. But that being said, people do pay a premium. So that goes back to buy the worst house in the best district, if that makes sense. 
Uh, transportation matters. Access to mass transit does matter. Even if I'm only going to the city two to three days a week, do I want to drive it or do I want to take the train? I think I'd rather take the train. I'm f- very grateful that I don't have to make that commute uh, three to five days a week. But if I did, I'd probably go to the train station and taking the train. And amenities matter. Not only house amenities, right? That extra bathroom because now everyone's home uh, two days a week working from home. The, the room for the kids or myself to have a home office or study. But the town, like the, the lifestyle does matter. So, you know, as you're making your purchase decisions, please keep, the th- keep these things in mind because they do matter. Like don't make an impulse purchase. Connect with your local realtor. Call us, right? Anytime. We're here to help answer any questions you have. Um, but just, you know, forewarned is forearmed. So I wanted to take a minute today just to kind of make sense of the interest rate uh, shift. And it is a shift. It's rather dramatic. And the last thing I'll leave you with is this. When I started in the residential real estate business 20 plus years ago, there was an associate who um, was a, what we would call a top producer, sold a lot of homes in the office I started in, in Morristown, New Jersey. And when I started, interest rates were about 10.5%. And I really didn't know what that meant because I was in my 20s. Didn't matter if somebody wanted to buy a house, I was going to sell them a house. I was going to find a way. I remember when the interest rates dropped below 9%. <laughs> and she sent out a letter to all of her customers and her, and her past customers and anybody she knew. And she said, very simply, when the rates came under 10, the market is back. <laughs> so think about that. Historically, you know, rates are in five and a quarter, six, whatever they go to. That is a historical norm. It will lend some level of balance to the market. You cannot see year-over-year price increases the way we've seen it. We've talked about that. They did have to come to an end. Um, will it come to an end? In the near term, no. Uh, in the midterm, yes, you will see prices leveling off and you'll see normal appreciation. You'll see normal price gains. And then the rules that we're staring on on the screen, location and schools and transportation, they will come into play. So as you're making your purse decisions, purchase decisions, make them accordingly, right? Just remember, worst house in the best town Worst house in the best neighborhood is always my advice uh, to buy. So that's it. I hope today's uh, Wilton report made sense of what's going on in the market. That's why we are here. You can connect with us anytime, uh, 609-577-6786 on uh, my mobile, or you can check us out on YouTube at the Wilton report and look forward to seeing you guys and hearing from me next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Wilton Report. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to the Wilton Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.